This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. It's episode 50 and we have with us the first ever returning guest mm. on Shift Run Stop, Alice Bartlett. Welcome back. Hello. 50. 50. A landmark podcast yep. and you've got me. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> cool. You were in episode six? Mm-hmm. No, I think yeah, so. Christmas special. Christmas was, special. Yeah. I'm around for all the best ones. Yeah. All the special you were here, ones. You were here for um, Adam Curtis. I was. And you met him, sort of, didn't you? You yes. were in the room when we were doing him. He was really <laughs> clever. I didn't want to say anything, so I was just too scared. We had, like, Dan Meyer and LJ Rich and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Maggie Philbin. You got to meet Maggie some, Philbin. Got to meet some great people. Oh, yeah. She had great hair. Didn't she have great hair? And a, and a lovely she smile. Did. Yeah. It was quite warm in that room too, I think. I felt I felt sort of sticky and nervous <laughs> throughout <laughs> listening to him. I'm sorry it was such an uncomfortable experience for you. <laughs> no, the first it was fine. It and, then, and then he came on and said all these clever things and I'm just running through all the things I just said about eating Fritz <laughs> stick, <laughs> how I have a sort of weird phobia of glitter. <laughs> it's good though. And also, well, the thing, to be fair, we didn't talk to you about your clever things enough, I think. And I think that this was a failing on our part that we thought, oh, Alice is anosmic, let's talk about that. Let's talk Brilliant. about failure to smell anything. <laughs> But I think we should have said that you are a PHP programmer, is that right? And you're, well, you're, um, a, you're, you're a proper programmer. You're a proper Late, Lately, yeah. Well, it started PHP um, a year ago. I was just doing that. And then uh, recently it's been Android apps. Mm. What kind of apps are you making? One, I don't know whether I can say. What, um, are they what, what industry are they for? They're well, yeah. for, for um, the newspaper newspapers uh-huh. a, a newspaper um and what color is it <laughs> it's a sort of sa- it's a, it's a color that's matching oh, my nail varnish sort of currently um oh. and uh yeah it's it's uh, it's launching at the end of this week actually so uh, exciting announcement this <laughs> is scary and do you have android on your phone Yes, I have an HTC Desire, which I got from work because uh, when we started building it, I used to have to go to Carphone Warehouse to test what I drew. No, you just walk in and borrow a phone for half an hour. Yeah, just, you know, sidle up to the bench with all of the uh, latest Android devices and kind of put in the URL of my sandbox, <laughs> see how the JavaScript was looking for it. Um, <laughs> and they were like, this isn't really a very efficient way for you to be testing this, is it? That's like a step up from checking your email in the Apple Store. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way, doesn't it seem like ages ago that we yeah. did those early ones? It does. To be fair, we were putting them out fortnightly f- to start with, and then we went weekly. So there's, there's a bit of misleading there. But it's basically a year that we've been doing this now. It was about Halloween, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was before Halloween. That was when we met Adam Tandy, episode oh, yeah. one. yeah, in this very room. We're back. <laughs> Listeners don't know, but we're back in, in Chiffron Stop Towers 1. <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't been to for quite the a while. prototype Chiffron Stop Towers. Nearly a year, actually. We've, mm. been, uh, we've been hiding somewhere else in London. Mm. That is quite nice. It's fairly quiet. The aircon isn't kicking off in a big way. It's all right. It's, good. it's probably better than Chiffon Stop too, actually. In some ways, it's just a bit, bit less convenient. Isn't it? Isn't a bit it? less central. But yeah. this is. Um, I like this venue because this is where we recorded the inside of the fridge. Yeah. This is where we recorded the photocopier. This is yeah. This is where we recorded the photocopier and simultaneously photocopied the recorder. <laughs> People who who didn't listen to the first few won't know what we're talking about. 
No idiots. The mentals. They're lost. Well, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the early ones. They were, they were a mixed bag, weren't they? <laughs> but we didn't have the, the Dave's brilliant Edirol microphone in those days. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah, the first few were the, the audio wasn't amazing. The editing wasn't all that good. We didn't have a, a theme tune. Can you imagine not having a I theme know, tune? I can't. Oh, I can't. What amateurs we were. I think I just can't bear to even think about them. But we had the best guests. And I just think about the amazing guests we had and the, the disrespect we lavished on their <laughs> funny words. Um, <laughs> disrespect by complete lack of any preparation is mm. one thing that we could have done more of. No, we, we just didn't know what... Like, some of them, we just didn't even really know what they were called before they turned up. <laughs> Who are you again? Um, 50 episodes. I know. That's, that's a, a significant chunk of my life. That's a meaningful thing. Can you do the top ten? The first ten, I mean, not the, the top ten. The first ten. Well, the first one uh, was Adam Tandy. Yes. The second one was David Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stuck now. Third one... Quantic. David Quantic. He's so funny. He's very funny. And then episode four was... Mm, no, I'm not know? very good. Helen Nolly. Helen Nolly. I remember and that. Russell. Do you mm. know why I remember that? How do you remember because that? Because Helen... We said, oh, this is only our fourth episode. We're still a... Uh, oh, we said we're an underground, like... It's geek phenomenon or yeah, something, and yeah. Helen said, "Oh, on our fourth episode, we were an underground shit phenomenon." <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that as, as the fourth episode. That's good. Um, five, five was, was uh, Russell. Yeah, Russell, Russell and Sleep Talking Man. I think we we broke them. You were good getting that one. That was that day that I came in and we we'd lost a guest or something, and we were a bit like panicky. Going, oh God, we haven't got anyone. You went, "Ah, I've got someone. <laughs> You've got this amazing woman up your sleeve." Who's I just, know a woman. She's yeah. up my sleeve. And uh, Karen, she's great. She's so funny, and she just sort of read out stuff that supposedly her husband says in his sleep. Not supposedly. <laughs> it's true. I want to see a recording. No, they, they've uh, sorted that out. Oh, they've got they? a voice-activated uh, audio recorder. Oh. You need to go to their blog, oh. because they pretty much daily now, she puts up sound recordings from the night before. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. Can, do, can you hear clearly what he's saying? Uh, you can hear just about what he's saying, right. and it's fairly muffled, but it adds authenticity to it, that mm. he's not, he, his diction isn't great, because he's asleep. <laughs> I mean, if he, was, if he was giving the quotes... <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, like head, head right in front of a really high quality microphone. <laughs> yeah, in the studio. <laughs> then you'd be a bit worried, wouldn't you? It's good. So in the real world where we are recording this right now, we're getting excited about going to the pub later, mm. meeting everyone, and we're, we're wondering how many people are going to be there and what whether they're nice. At least, at least 50 people have confirmed <gasps> in person. No. I know. 50 people? Yeah. Oh my That's goodness. just the ones that have confirmed as well, like, or told us personally, or said something on Twitter about it. Wow. So there may well be twice that. Oh, it's going to be full. So, yeah, it will be. It How will exciting. Be. And hopefully there will be space for everyone to sit down. And yeah, bring a chair. If you're coming tonight and you're listening to this <laughs> through your time machine, <laughs> bring a chair. back in time. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want time travellers there as well. This is gonna, it's going to be too busy. Please don't come if you're a time traveller. There are better things to do. So we should describe, as we go past, the, um, there's a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> there's, a guy, there's a guy just dressed as Scooby-Doo with a monkey mask. It's not a good combination, really. Like, and we should point out this isn't uh, dressed as Scooby Doo wearing a monkey mask. This is no. a man in a Scooby Doo um, costume in which the man's face is supposed to be showing underneath Scooby Doo's face, but isn't because he's put a monkey mask on. So it looks like a monkey 
sort of moved with. Scooby Doo's eat the monkey. It's the ultimate Scooby Doo villain. That is Scooby Doo himself <laughs> being powered by, by a monkey. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for them pesky monkeys, yeah. I would have gotten away with it. Well, it's an astonishing range of music that you get as you walk down the South Bank. Yeah. We've had three in a row now. It's just loads of free concerts. Although, unlike a concert, you don't see a lot of people sitting down and enjoying it. No, you see people sitting down and getting up and walking away again. Yeah. I quite like the idea that we're bootlegging their material by walking around with a recorder as well. <laughs> Completely unattributed yeah. <laughs> impromptu concerts that they're providing for the internet now. If you want to give that lady some money, just give it to us instead. Yeah, we'll find her again, no problem. Promise. Yeah, or you could go down to the South Bank and walk along and listen until you hear that song again. See, we're advertising here, it's not all bad. Yeah, well, we don't know her name, but you've now heard that snippet of song. Oh, new guy, Sax coming up. Playing a little bit of uh, oh. a little bit of jazz underneath oh, yeah. the railway bridge. Oh. Probably a bad place to play, uh, Yeah. I would have thought. You can see what he had in mind there when he thought he was going to play Sax under a ra- railway bridge. Yeah. It's quite a romantic image. But... It is. It's, you'd think the acoustics would be brilliant, but as you can hear, <laughs> there's a lot of train... Just a little bit of sax. I suggest we walk up this ramp. Okay. We realised earlier that uh, Layla and Alice have a connection that they didn't know that they had. I went to Sadler's Wells to see the Matthew Bourne at Swan Lake, which is, of course, the Swan Lake where all the swans are played by men. And it's absolutely brilliant, and it's so funny, and I loved it, and it almost made me cry, or maybe it actually did make me cry. And then afterwards, I was like tweeting about it, and Alice tweeted back at me going, my brother's in that, he's one of the swans. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. I love your brother. <laughs> they're, currently in, they're currently in New York, actually, um, with the same production, and... Uh, yeah, it's really cool. I've seen it twice. And um, Is oh. he one of the little signets that does the signet dance bit? Oh, everybody loves yeah. that. No, he's a oh. medium... They're the little signets, I think. <laughs> he's a medium one. Um, he also... Like <laughs> just not as much. <laughs> it, oh, he's a, he was a sailor in the last one I saw, which was pretty good. The sailors in the sort of disco scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. camping it up. He, yeah, no, it was really... It's, he's, he's very talented. Oh, wow. um, Has he always been into dancing then? I suppose he must have been. His... Uh, no, he started when we were 16, because oh. um, we're twins. And uh, this is his first job out of university, oh, uh, wow. after an apprenticeship he did. But um, So, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Because Matthew Bourne does loads of great shows, doesn't he? He's really sort of famous in the dance world as a choreographer and ballet mm. stuff. But he does other things that aren't... He sort of does weird twists on things, doesn't he? It's quite weird. Yeah, he's, the one before that, I think, was Edward Cezanne's. Oh, maybe? yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And, yeah, all of his stuff is... Uh, his version of Swan Lake isn't actually ballet. It's yeah. clearly influenced by it, but it's contemporary. Um, and there's a sort of bit in the middle where they kind of take the piss out of ballet yeah. with, like, the bit where they have all of these... Uh, the, the, basically, they go... The, the prince and the queen and some other characters go to a show and it's a ballet show and then they have all these ballet dancers doing ballet and just like mincing around <laughs> basically <laughs> and uh, it's really, really sort of tongue in cheek and just really funny 
and they're sort of a, a I want to say Chantel character who's like the the, the the sort of forbidden girlfriend isn't she she's, she's not suitable mm, for yeah. the prince and she's in the box and she drops her bag or something she's like it's really it's like played for laughs completely yeah, isn't it yeah. It's, yeah it's really it's so funny and then at the end it's so kind of sad as well it's mm. just uh, it's yeah. really good yeah, recommend. Well, I recommend people in New York see it. <laughs> yeah, I think they they might be done touring the UK now. Mm. Um, he also went to Japan and possibly Korea um, That's quite with job. it. So yeah, it was huge. I was super jealous. Oh. Bastard. <laughs> hey, Shift Front Stop. This is Avery Ellison, all the way from episode seven. Um, I just wanted to say happy 50th episode. Sorry I couldn't be there in person. Um, I'm in Canada right now. Um, It is as cold as they say it is. Um, Yeah, here's to 50 more episodes. Uh, Congratulations. Bye. It's snack time, and it's Halloween. It's Halloween snack time. <laughs> Halloween, that like uh, inexplicably, has become a huge thing among snack makers. Mm. You think, what, what, compared to Christmas? Christmas goes on for all, like, for, for days. Halloween, particularly exciting because it's a gifting occasion. Ooh. The importation of the American tradition of trick-or-treat means that people think that they have to have a house full of small uh, confectionery items to give to children who will otherwise terrorise them the rest of the year. Um... That's uh, and, uh, who's uh, who's filling that need, but Mr. Kipling. Last time we did Halloween, this time last year, uh, Mr. Kipling had just brought brought out the fiendish fancies. Mm. As we'd established, they were just normal fond and fancies uh, <laughs> with a silly name, <laughs> yeah, with a, with a, another d- a different name that began with F. And he also does the um, the frosty fancies <laughs> and the, and the <laughs> Mr. Kipling. Do we know his first name, Dave? Anyway, the Devil Slices. This seems to be a new, and actually a new product from Mr. Kipling, and he describes it. I say he, the Mr. Kipling Corporation, describe it as delicious, devilish raspberry flavour red sponge with a raspberry jam filling. It's very red, isn't it? A rich, mm. a rich red colour mm. with um, a chocolatey topping. It smells a bit. It's quite spongy and moist. And fruity, and it's it's got a it's got a real a real raspberry mm. rampage going on there. I've run out of words that give me that. It's not quite as moist as I was hoping it would be. It's got a bit of a dry mm. a dry sponge finish. Not bad at all, Kipling. It's a bit it's a bit similar to the um the raspberry ripple um, cakes that they uh, that he did during the summer, but obviously it's got chocolate on it now. Um, oh, oh what have you got here? There's a bit of a fruity odour, sort of like. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, I haven't been to the body shop. I've been to Asda, where where I I couldn't didn't really know what was going on here. Chewits have brought out something called the Freaky Face, and if you read um and again just reading from the packet, Freaky Face is of course a ghoulish mix of two scary eyes, a nose, vampire fangs, and a giant tongue. Presented startling in a little plastic tray. Presentation pack. That's bloody weird. The tongue is particularly (laughs) scary, actually. The the tongue, terrifyingly, is almost life size, as far as I can establish, whereas all the other facial features appear to be for the the right dimensions for sticking on a potato. What's that? That's teeth teeth and and fangs. It's awful. This tongue is a bit big for its own good, really. I I want to chop a bit off of it. Oh my god, it's really realistic. It moves like a tongue and... Um, Dave, this is unpleasant. It is a bit odd, and I haven't seen it in many places. And To be honest, I don't know what Chewits are playing at. Anyway, so... (laughs) 
one of the strangest things I've ever yes. seen. Oh, how, like, uh, how, how, how much weirder can it go? Thanks and, like, for, the, uh, for the diseased face squeaks that you brought with it. Uh, well, hang on. <laughs> it gets stranger. The reason, like, the reason I've been slightly delayed in covering Halloween is because I was trying to find these hard-to-find items. Ooh. The Cadbury's Scream Eggs. Oh, my God. What's inside the Cadbury's Scream Eggs? Well, there was a lot of speculation. Like, apparently, these are exclusive to Asda, which makes them very difficult to find. The kind of pre... The advanced press about them was that they... The only thing people knew about them in France... Was it that they contained uh, a, a, a dead newt? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the like you, you, you probably remember my stories of the um, the Harry Potter dragon egg that had a that had a, a, a delicious um, embryo, a, a delicious jelly fetus inside. <laughs> Pretend, but, um, Pretend. Dragon. All people knew about the the Cadbury scream egg was that oh, it wow. had green fondant inside, and it really and, does. And so, consequently, there was a bit of speculation as to whether it was um, um. whether whether it would be mint flavoured. I, I now this, we get to discover the, the, the truth. Is, this is the first. This is the first one I've I've actually tried myself, so I don't want to I don't want to build it up. But let's see if we can detect it any difference. It does look like mucus. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it really does. Well, I don't think that the ordinary cabbage cream egg filling has any flavouring anyway. Oh, and I'm getting the same mm. flavour. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Apparently, there's it's no a, mint on there, is there? It's it. It's uh, it's uh, it's exactly the same, but green. So I thought Cadbury's had, had like had had the idea for this and then suppressed it, and then thought, oh, and then changed their minds because they thought maybe it was off message for the brand. Mm. But um, I'm quite d- disappointed that it's green. Like if you're going to go for a scary chocolate egg, surely mm. red, surely nice. a, a disturbing red centre yeah, filling. Would be- a Hold your horse. Cadbury's rotten egg. <laughs> it's interesting you suggest you suggest that, Ro, because Cadbury's other Halloween offering. 2010. Is this the um the dead? Oh, they're individually wrapped. They're called dead heads. Ooh. And mm. they describe themselves as mini milk chocolate heads with red Ooh. caramel centres. Red caramel centres. Yes. So you see, there you go. That, that's that's your that's your horror, Halloween horror colour. That's good. Right there. Mm. Each 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 one of course appears to be a terrifying two faced head. And on the outside, you'd imagine oh, nice. this is very much the um, the mini egg machine. Mm-hmm. Not the mini egg machine, the mini cream egg machine mm-hmm. is spitting out these shells. Mmm, I like the car- caramel. I'm going to clarify my previous statement. This is the mini caramel egg machine it's the mini with ca- a bit yeah. of red colouring added. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a departure for Cadbury, getting yeah. into the kind of like, when you when you compare it to their, their other sort of like uh, more child-friendly products... But you know, not, nothing, not, nothing, nothing too, nothing too terrifying. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. You'd be wandering away from your neighbours, going, "Crikey, what have they given me here?" <laughs> the um, <laughs> no razor blade shaped chewing. <laughs> the uh, the the um, the red caramel trend does seem to have reached its apotheosis. In um, if you go to Selfridges, you can get what appear to be like little blood transfusion bags. Oh my god! What? Filled, filled with filled with what they describe as mm, a spooky red caramel, and it's a kind of liquid caramel that you could pretend you were a vampire in one of these newfangled twilight things. And you're and topping yourself up with blood. Yeah, yeah like, 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 yeah, squeeze, squeezing one of these like literally medical style like uh, uh, don't blood. Actually, have a drip that you can. No, no, <laughs> no I, 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 I think I, I think I think people, I think people advise against that. Um, and yeah, so I was going to get one of those, and but it was it was six pounds fifty, and I thought you know it's it's a good joke, but it's not six pounds fifty worth mm. of a joke. 
So <laughs> if Selfridges are listening, maybe they can sort that out for next year. Yeah. Do, do a smaller one. Do, do, you know, just do a smaller little blood bag that you could squeeze. Because for a quid, it. you would have bought one. I don't know, know. We're a quid, quid fifty, quid eighty, maybe. If well, it was really funny, it really looked like blood. <laughs> So my office is is sort of between, very close to Westfield and next to a sort of sheltered accommodation unit, Mm -hmm. um, which I suspect was built by the people that built Westfield in a kind of, we'll build this ridiculous shopping centre, but also some sheltered accommodation. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice looking and it's sort of, there are lots of nice families there, but they all walk past my office window, which I sit right next to and look, can see down onto this sort of, passageway but some people look up and there's one guy that blows me kisses and wolf whistles at me <laughs> if the window's open um he's nice his name is patrick um but there's How also because <laughs> uh because i thought god this is awkward one day i'm gonna bump into him outside of work and then uh one day i was walking along and he, someone started yelling window girl <laughs> oi window girl and i turned around and there he was and we had a little chat which was just <laughs> you yourself, you it was, your name. no he was like what's your name he, it was incredibly awkward he has a he has a girlfriend who or possibly a wife definitely he has children with a lady who he's sometimes walking with and she looks up into the window and gives me evils and i think oh god <laughs> this is really bad um but He's nice, but there's also this family um, that has a pregnant lady in it. Um, but she's not pregnant anymore. They had, she had the baby. But she's still called Pregnant Lady. And uh, her husband is called Mr. Pregnant Lady. And I've never heard Mr. Pregnant Lady talk to his wife in a way that any normal person would talk to anyone else. He is always shouting, um, and it's awful. And I, he's just a completely abhorrent person, and I feel really bad for her. The other day, uh, I saw him sort of wandering around and I was thinking god you're awful and then he pulled his pants down and took a shit outside the window oh. and sort of in line of sight from your office yeah and I went ah! and the window was open and I don't know if he saw me yelling and uh, and Rob went what did you do have you deleted something from SVN and I was like pregnant Mr Pregnant lady just took a shit outside my window and it was it was all down the wall. <laughs> it was in a pile at the bottom. So then, obviously, he didn't clean it up because he, he, the, he where he actually shat was right next to some bins. And I often see him walk past and just drop litter, even though he is about to walk past, like, the big bins. Did you request a transfer after that? <laughs> Another office, that's what I would have done. The same we, day. We need to move. We, we went to fixmystreet.com <laughs> and shit. reported that there was human feces in the street that needed clearing up, but there's a bit where you have to upload a photo. Oh. <laughs> so he had to send a picture of his poo to, uh, oh. to the internet. Um, and then, so there's this other guy called uh, Mild Mannered Hat Guy, um, and he always Double seems name, yeah, he always seems nice and he always uh, cleans up things and, and picks up his litter and uh, the next no in fact two days later the poo was still there but I saw him pick up some um, mud from the side and sort of sprinkle it over it and then uh, and then the day after that it was gone and I suspect he probably cleaned it up actually because um, mm. the council phoned us the day after that and said oh, is that poo still there 
and mm. we were like, oh, so it wasn't you that cleaned it up then. Um, you get to see a lot of good stuff around there because no one ever thinks, no one, there are some people that look up into the window, but most people don't. And so no one thinks it's overlooked and there's a sort of, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it's kind of in an alley. Mm. Um, people are always going for a piss around there, but oh. I saw three boys competitively weeing. <laughs> were they going for height? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what would the alternative be? Like, kind of distance got... or <laughs> strength? Because <laughs> <Colour. laughs> <laughs> they were facing away from the place that people would naturally see them and so what happened was they were actually um, perpendicular to where I was <laughs> so I could see them in profile um, and uh, as soon as they, I realised they were unzipping I looked away but when I looked back there was just these three sort of splashes no. uh, in a sort of line um, Since the near miss that we had with the fox a few weeks ago mm. I've been In your chicken run In our chicken run, yeah So I fill a oh little bottle God. and I go outside and with, I splash it wait, around with with, with your wee? With urine. And uh, I go outside and I flush it around the back of the garden so the fox knows. I imagine knows that pretty much stops that. anyone coming in your garden. Yeah. <laughs> Human or animal. <laughs> your neighbours are like, what is he up to? Well, that's why I use a bottle, because I would have felt un- uncomfortable standing, just unzipping in the garden. So a bit of splash. And I, actually, if you can't piss in your own back garden. What's, what's, what's the point in having England one? For? Yeah. <laughs> but I've been making sure that I splash it nice and high so that the animal knows that, it's a, that there's a bigger uh, animal. How's that working nearby. out for you? There have been no, no fox attacks since I've started. How does uh, men feel about it? <laughs> that's an interesting we question. She can't go into that bit of the garden, so she doesn't. Um, she doesn't notice it. I expect. Do you think but, she yeah. knows it's you from the smell? Dogs certainly. That's how they know who's nearby. Because she probably knows it's human. But she'll certainly, if she smells um, like a post that's had a, a dog wing on it, she'll she'll stand there and sniff it, and mm. kind of they're working out who's been here recently. Mm. And, I should do that. I should wheel on a, a bit that she can get to and see what she thinks of it. We on a dinner and see what she <laughs> <laughs> We in a water bowl. Um, on the subject of dogs at um, St Pancras Station, there's a transport police booth thing um, where they where they all kind of are based when they go around with the sniffer dogs and, and all the p- police stuff that happens at the station. And um, if you look behind the counter thing on the wall... There's uh, like headshot, like mugshots of all the sniffer dogs. Oh wow! <laughs> like a whole kind of bank of them, Brilliant. and they're, presumably their names written underneath. So I wonder if I they're the dead ones, or if they're the ones no. who are in service. Oh, like a sort of memorial wall. So how, how, how are you, Rogue? Did I'm, you, I'm very well. I didn't get I didn't get much chance to talk to you at the party. You were playing poker in a corner. I, I, I thought I thought that alone would be enough to tempt you over. I didn't mingle enough, um, but I saw you briefly, and, and you looked like you were having fun. Uh, yes, I can't deny that. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, so, we, we had a, we had a quick game of poker, and then I played a lot of uh, Kev Cecil's uh, name that object game, or oh, I can't remember whatever it's it called. Was called Guess what it was called. Yeah. Then Simon Thornton, listener Simon Thornton, uh, he let me have a go of his Casio VL tone and we had a kind of impromptu round of Name That Tune <laughs> where I would play sort of like electronic music riffs from the last 30 or 40 years uh, and other people at the party would not be able to hear them very well and but humour me because, I don't know, like maybe there weren't other, other, all the other games had started by that point so there wasn't anywhere else to run to. Uh, by that stage in the I evening. heard you were very good on the Casio. Well, like, if, if, uh, if, any, if anyone wants kind of, like, monophonic versions of From the Chemical Brothers to Kraftwerk via the KLF, yeah, it was, it was good. Did you, did you enjoy it? Did you like, um, yes, yeah. What we, games did you play? Well, we played Scoop, um, <laughs> the Brestel game, on the big screen. On the big screen, oh, that was yeah. exciting, yeah. That's probably the only game I played. Why is it, why is it called Scoop? Because, because like, you're a journalist. Oh, right. You're working in a, in a newspaper and you've got to get the scoop. 
And you do that via logging into Prestel from your <laughs> work Prince, Prince Philip's email uh, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, address. Work out how to write a series about Bletchley Park. Oh, yes. We're, ne- we're networking. I'm so sorry. We can't <laughs> stop. I love I'm it. Sorry, Layla. Oh, I love it. Well done. Thank you, Layla. That's That's right. I'll stop. be your fairy godmother. That's right. Oh, they're going to make a show about Bletchley Park. They've just met. Can many people here? Oh my God, it's so loud. Mike Reeve. Hello. You did. You bring Tom? I did try. He's um, doing something else. Uh, but no, he's not. He's not really Otherwise, he's busy doing his business for the man. We don't always come together. Not always, you know. Not, in, every, not in any sense, actually. That's awful. James Wallace. Hello. Hello. What games did you bring with you? What board games did I bring? I brought a thing called Topple, which is a, it's a kind of five-in-a-row game, but balanced on a very delicately balanced board. And every county you place tips it in a different direction. It's huge fun, particularly if you're very drunk. It's it's like Jenga with actual gameplay. Ben Moore, have you brought or played any games? I brought Quirkle, but we haven't played it yet because there hasn't been the table surface area. I know. I'm hearing a lot of complaints about the tables. Are you having a nice evening, Layla? Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. So many people have come, and I didn't even know most of them were coming. So it's been lovely. Naomi Alderman's here from episode, um, I don't know, I can't even remember. It's like 22 apparently. Someone looked out for me because I was trying to work it out. Yes. Impressive. That was a really early one. That's that's before halfway. I think, you know, I feel that surely I represent the turning point in greatness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And on, it got better. No, it was always brilliant. I would like to say... For the first time ever today, I played with a Game Boy here. I had never, ever, I wanted a Game Boy. Cooler people than me had a Game Boy, but I never had one. So today you have fulfilled my childhood dream. What did you play on the Game Boy? I played, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a racing game where you are a stream of coloured light. <laughs> it's the kind of racing game they play in heaven. <laughs> Kevin Zessel. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Are you having a nice time? I am. Uh, what have you played? Um, I've mainly played, um, what was it called? It was Guess, no, it's not Guess Who, Guess What. Guess What? what? Guess What. I mainly, <laughs> Did you bring that? I brought that, and it's about 60 years old. Yeah, I've got the name. And it's a parlour game where there are all these black and white photos. They're not great quality, and people have to guess what they are. And they are sort of weird, obscure, grainy photos of close-ups of things and stuff. They are. Yeah. They are. There's things like um, some Riveta <laughs> and a wheelbarrow. No one's got a wheelbarrow. An upside-down wheelbarrow and a pipe, which I don't think anyone's got. So, so yes, quite old-fashioned kind of thing. They are old-fashioned things. And yes, and 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 and, and, and 60 years ago, people at early games podcasts would have gathered together. <laughs> and played this game so I think it is the oldest game here which is I'm quite pleased about and I've played various handheld computer games some of which I used to own which, yeah. have you played, which ones in particular have you played? oh I don't know there was some kind of knockoff Space Invaders 
Which I'm sure I had. You've got a great T-shirt. Tell us what's on your T-shirt. Zombies. So zombies at the top. But what else? What else? It's a pyramid. It's a whole food chain. Zombies at the top, humans beneath, then animals, then plants. You see, we have updated infographics these days. Nice. Thank you. Hijacking people's conversations. Tom Armitage. Hello, Lila. Have you played any games? No, I've just been talking. I'm really good at talking. You might have encountered me just talking. A game that is socialising. And this is James Adam. That's James Adam. From the London Ruby User Group and possibly other things. And you've been playing a card game. Oh, yeah, we've been uh, playing Flux. There are rules on the cards, so when you, when you start the game, you don't know how to win. And as you play the cards, that tells you how to win, but they change because each card changes the rules. Um, which is really fun, because if you know how to play, you get to laugh at everyone who doesn't know how to play. It sounds quite complicated. It is. Is it, is it like a computer program? Because I know that's what you're trying to do. It sounds a bit like it might that, be a bit like... That's why I like it, because it's exactly like... No! No! unyielding. No, it's really fun. Um, because it's, it's not like... You have to think a bit... I feel sad because you've accused me Sorry, of only no, liking no. games that no. are like programming. In a good way, obviously. It's a compliment, <laughs> I promise. I played Cake. Cake was great. Cake was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Cake was exactly the right length of game that uh, you could play it once and you could either be uh, more cunning or just play it with less thought. Um, which worked well for people who were drinking. Right, Rue? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that drunk, because that was early in the evening. But, um, yeah, I found cake I found mm. cake quite entertaining. I, I would love to remember the name of the person who bought it. I do know it's David Thayer's girlfriend, but I can't oh, remember her name. Um, her internet name is Feline the Cat. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's probably good enough. You can find her and on the Shift on, on Stop Forum. She's on Forum. Yeah, like all good mm. listeners. Yes. Yeah. No, we, we should say the, uh, the Answer Me This book, you've got a preview mm. copy. It's quite good, isn't it? It's very good. It's very funny. Um, you will remember Helen and Ollie, Helen Zoltzman and Ollie Mann, from episode five... Four. four. Episode four. Sorry. God, I knew that as well. How embarrassing. Um, they sent me a copy of their book, and it's out quite soon I think in November for Christmas and it's really good and it's properly funny and lovely and they're just two really sweet people they're not in it for any kind of cash in thing or anything they're just really funny so do buy their book it's called um, Answer Me This yeah I'm really hooked to their podcast as well it's good isn't it yeah, yeah. I've, I've been dipping into it over the last year but the last couple of months um, since they came back they came back after a break mm. and I'm there every week it's become a bit of an addiction now so yeah it's good we recommend it answermethispodcast.com talking of books another one of our former guests Cathy Clugston has just had a book um, out it's just come out it's called Brief History of Tim and it's a funny um, like list of I don't know titles for things that with a vowel removed to make them into a funny maybe just a letter removed exactly. things with a letter taken off is it just any letter I don't think it has to be a vowel okay why, why should we stop there yeah why, why limit yourself artificially to oh, vowels I think it's any letter such a tyrant with just the vowel thing but no it can be anything if you want a copy of Cathy's book email us and the first person to email will win the book look That's Alice is on the case <laughs> She's going to reach for her iPhone. You can't win another shift on You're not allowed. People will think it's weird. Alice, tell them our email address. 
Shift run start. I have no oh. idea. Listen for a podcast. No. Yeah. Oh, is it? I was yeah. podcast at shift run stop. Yeah. Podcast at shift run stop. Co. Uk, and uh, you can win a book. And Kathy might even sign it for you as well. Yeah, she will. She'll write whatever you want. She said. So you know, <laughs> take advantage of that one time offer. Alice Bartlett, returning guest. You go down in history as being the first guest that we've had on twice. In fact, the first guest we've had on three times, but the first time the recording didn't work. Goodbye. <laughs>